0: And welcome to another episode of Just Us Dads. This is the Dadversation. If it's your first time here, this is the podcast that usually 98% of the time brings three dads. Today it's a little bit different. Uh, You don't have to adjust your screens. That is a woman on a dad's program. Uh, And it doesn't happen always. But when it does happen, it's for a good reason. And it's because there's, there's a lot of value. So we're happy. Um, uh, to have uh, uh, Joanne Vachon. We're going to get to what she does, why she's here. We're keeping a true to the promise we made to bring all of you value in the quest that we um, took on to lose weight, to live better and healthier lives. Uh, by the way, Joanne, I'm I'm winning that competition, um, regardless of what Chris may say. George isn't wow. here. He's embarrassed because he's already lost. So. <laughs> we don't know where George is. Uh, no, he's working. He's working like a madman, George. So couldn't be here. So we're happy to have Joanne. Um, welcome uh, welcome to the program, Joanne.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, very impressed with you, uh, gentlemen.
2: Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. All right. It's, it's all the weight loss, huh?
1: I can hardly recognize you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just
1: your voice your voice i recognize
2: just the voice no shoot look look joanne i met i met joanne a few years back and she was the first the first um i'll say the encyclopedia of, of uh of nutrition and uh weight loss she was she gave me the first steps i lost my first 40 50 pounds with joanne actually wow. it was yeah 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 so, so and it was
0: so let's, yeah. let's let's start there joanne um you know, give us that elevator pitch. Uh, you're a nutrition specialist. Uh, you're obviously you uh, were, we're going to get to know you cause it's the first time I meet you, uh, dietitian, tell everyone a little bit about you, what you do and or what you've done for all these years.
1: Well, since, um, 1986, actually, um, we, uh, we follow patients, uh, Through their weight loss quest, um, some people um, come to us uh, willingly, Uh, others come forced by uh, their doctors, their wives, their husbands, their kids. Uh, But um, uh, the the name of the clinic is À la carte, uh, meaning that we try to uh, fit our approach to the needs of the of, of the person in front of us, so um, you don't like carrots, nobody's going to force you to eat carrots. Um, you don't exercise so much, nobody's going to impose it uh, right off the bat. We're trying to try to understand what the hurdles are in your way to to fulfill all these promises of health and and well being and and weight loss. Uh, It's a subject that, you know, is not uh, easy. It's simple, like just put less in your plate and so complicated at the same time. So it's a it's a challenge on a daily basis. It's fun because it's it's people are getting better. They're they're willing to not dwell with their disease. They want to change. They want to take less meds. You know, all good stuff. Very motivating. There's this
0: trend that we're seeing. And I think social media has a lot to do with that uh, in the sense that it's constantly in your face, right? There's all these quote-unquote influencers. And, you know, here in Quebec, we can't really use that word anymore after what we saw over the holidays. But but there are a lot of people that are promoting their businesses and their lifestyle and they're looking good. And uh, on that sense, it's good. But at the same time, it also feels that there's, way more people living um, their lives as obese. Uh, I think the stats, uh, even in Canada and obviously in the US, have demonstrated that uh, the the obesity rate is climbing, yeah. where uh, roles such as yours become increasingly more important. The question I had, uh, one, first of all, have you experienced this kind of transition in people's mentality into coming to you? Uh, now the last, let's say 10 years. Uh, and secondly, I mean, in the eighties it, and maybe I'm not aware, but it feels as though people weren't really open to seeing a dietitian or a nutritionist. Was this, was it a big thing, uh, in the eighties to consult a uh, professional such as yourself?
1: Um, uh, statistically, um, Canadians and Quebecers are more likely to, uh, consult, um, on average, when people have less weight to lose, they consult more than the patients that have more weight to lose, bizarrely. Okay. Wow. So, 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 um, uh, it also um, there's there's a trend now that there's no stigma associated with it. Uh, definitely, in the '80s, maybe nobody would you know nobody would have liked us on their on our Facebook page uh, because yeah. uh, it wasn't um, it wasn't something maybe that they spoke about. But um, that's part of an openness that we see now on many other topics. So it's 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 a trend. But there's uh, there's still a lot of, um, of um, stigma associated with people that that are carrying excess weight. Um, uh, often they're perceived as uh, lazy, um, uh, unproductive, uh, um, sloths. So 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 that has to change. There's still a, a way to go on that subject. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I would say that the most disturbing thing that I've seen through the years um, I've been doing this is the mothers that were consulting are now bringing their children with um, cholesterol uh, elevated uh, with... Uh, <sighs> Uh, limit diabetes issues that you know a 59 year old man that's never gotten off his couch would uh, would have wow now, now we're seeing children that are 10 12 um with with difficulties that are that are basically
0: need to be medicated um, because
1: the uh, you know the cholesterol would be too elevated
0: and this so, is definitely this is definitely not something that you used to see in the 80s or 90s no no
1: no, rarely.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: It was the exceptional kid exactly. that, that would sit on the on the TV and why, eat.
0: Why do you think? Why do you think that is? What um, changed? What changed in our society, or what changed in our lifestyle? Like, well, what was that marker that you believe kind of started this change?
1: it's always multifactorial. Uh, some people have horrible genes. <clears throat> So everything is harder for them. Um, So if their parents are diabetics, if their uh, their grandparents were, um, they have uh, uh, less ease at uh, generating weight loss than somebody that that would not have that baggage of genetics. It's not a roadblock or or the Trump wall uh, of of uh, of, uh, obstacles, but it Mm -hmm. needs these people need to be working harder uh, the treatment needs to be a little longer for them to achieve the same same result as people that wouldn't have that right. diabetic uh, baggage um, there's also maybe a, a societal uh, issue with with parents now that have difficulty saying no to their children so oh um without um Understanding the consequences, uh, they allow that the children maybe, or they provide the children with with different foods all the time. That maybe not may not be so appropriate. Right. Um, often. And when, the, they, and when
2: they do say yes, it's something bad, right?
1: Well, I don't particularly like the word bad. No, but yeah. but um, because uh, I don't believe that foods are good or nor bad but um if you let your child uh, cross the street on the red light uh, because they're having a, a tantrum that they want to cross on the red light I, I don't think you will or at least i hope not <laughs>
0: yeah but,
1: but um uh, saying no to a child or saying this is enough or or uh we're having chips on uh Movie night, um, things that are not they they can't be um, part of the, their daily menu. Um, somehow, a patient, a parent needs to step in and say, "This is what's being bought, and this is what's being eaten at the table and in, during snacks." Um, absenteeism also of the parents. The parents are busy. The kids are in daycare. They're they're eating late. They're not eating. A, a, at, at regular intervals, the parents have very little time to cook. Um, often meals are are fast and, and the content, not the not the quality of the food, but the 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 in in that it's um uh, uh, food, food that's hastily prepared often is very very high in in carbohydrates so we're eating a lot of rice we're eating a lot of bread we're eating too much pasta possibly um, mm. because at, at short term it serves a purpose the kid that that's hungry coming in from school that uh, you know is still waiting for dinner and it's 6.30 um, is way past <laughs> being um, um Able to uh, limit quantities, so we have difficulties as adults with um, not having regular meals and um, skipping meals. Um, so mm-hmm. with children, it's even more acute. Right. Yeah. It's, it's,
0: it's it's interesting that you're mentioning this because we had this uh, we had this actually same conversation last episode where we were saying how parents today are living a much different lifestyle than our parents, for example, back in the 80s, where, you know, there wasn't that much focus on, you know, succeeding in their business or in their work or advancing, like things seemed to be so much more clockwork where, you know, at three o'clock, there was someone home to take the kids in food was being cooked, like everything seemed to be super organized. Whereas today. Uh, and I look at our uh, our generation, which we have kids now, we're living much busier lifestyles than our parents were. And sometimes the easy solution is like, oh, God, I, I'm not going to go home and cook now, order a pizza, or I'm going to stop in real quick and get something, whatever, uh, to bring home and eat. And I feel like that is becoming much more of a reality. and it, yeah. and, and it directly affects, obviously, the children.
2: So it's also, it, it is in, in a way like the quality of food, right? More processed, you said more <laughs> higher, higher in sugar, maybe higher in fat, maybe higher in sodium. So you do it once you have it once in a while, it's fine. But once you, once you make a habit of having processed all the time, three times a day, I think that could be, and also I think we didn't mention also the, the lack of activity, right? I think the yeah. activity has gone really down, especially with the iPads and the phones, Yes. Yeah.
1: And COVID, yeah. Uh, helping in that sense as well. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: but it's, 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 they're all interconnected. If you exercise less, um, those serotonins are not, have not been released. Your, your, your stress level is higher. Possibly your anxiety level is higher. So it brings you to a place where sometimes you need to compensate. And having, having too much food in absence of hunger often uh, is related very much to the absence of exercise. So, so um, you know, why do we overeat when we're not hungry?
2: Uh, it's... it's good, good question. Good question. It's a good question.
1: <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> have you slept well? Uh, was your last meal uh, seven hours ago... Uh, what did this this last meal, even if it was a few hours ago, on um, clockwork, did it did it uh, have s- substance? Did it have uh, uh, some protein? Did it have some fat? Did it have some carbs? Did it have too much carbs? Um, have you had fluids? Um, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, did you did you uh, not sleep at all last night because your kid was up and you're ravenous all day? very much related absence of sleep is is a is a powerful trigger for uh, for um, high carbohydrate foods Uh, yeah they 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 give us that boost short term um and then possibly we feel guilty about it but um and then we overeat because we're feeling guilty that we overate but
2: A uh, vicious cycle, a vicious cycle yeah. that I've, I've been in my life about a few thousand times. <laughs>
1: we, I, we, a we, few thousand. Yeah. Uh, it, is it <coughs> possible to make this go away completely? Uh, possibly not, in the sense that sometimes um, uh, uh, food is a very acceptable kind of crutch, uh, kind mm. of compensation. It's socially very acceptable. Uh, other um, other accesses are less, um, but um, somehow um, uh, I believe and I know and research shows it a little bit like like smokers rarely stop at their first attempt at um, mm. at uh, uh, stopping um, uh, tabagisme. Uh, uh, yeah, smoking. Yeah. yeah. So so, they, um, so so the uh, success rate increases with the number of attempts. So right.
2: Yeah, don't it, attempt- took me four, it took me four times to quit smoking. So, yeah, dead on.
0: But, yeah. but, but see, uh, this is interesting that you're bringing this up on why it's still ongoing. And I'm thinking, is there a part of this that is maybe lacking in our education? Uh, I mean, I remember in school learning the the food groups, but uh, I mean, it it wasn't something that has that was constantly kind of in our face where, you know, like to to make us aware about um, how important healthy eating uh, should be in our in our lives. Uh, It was only later on, like I think it's only recently that the government kind of woke up to make changes in the schools where, you know, there's no more vending machines or, you know, there's no more uh, uh, chips or fast food kind of stuff like that being served in the cafeterias. This is very recent. Um, So I'm just thinking how much more work is there left to do in terms of educating the youngsters about living better and healthier lives?
1: Well, children usually are. You know, they become they become disciples at um, at something when you teach it. Uh, young uh, grade schools, even in certain uh, um, daycares, uh, they're quite um, they're quite able to convince and and to show the child and expose the child to different foods, um, but. Uh, Uh, I would say that education is a definite part of it. As we get past the teenage years, um, um, even though uh, many of us have uh, the education and the knowledge uh, that these foods are preferable for us as opposed to uh, these that are less, um, why do we Binge, why do we eat certain foods? Why do we avoid exercise? Uh, When we know that uh, a little bit like, how do you convince somebody uh, to have um, a COVID vaccine when they don't want to? um, Is it lack of information? We've been bombarded in the last two years with how 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 imperative it is that we're all vaccinated, how do you reach this last person, this last person that resists, and why do they resist? Because I don't think that that some 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 people may have uh, an issue with 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 the vaccine and maybe a not so rational issue with the vaccine, but many, many see it as a, a legitimate disadvantage. It's it's our job as caregivers and healthcare workers to 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 um, to understand why they don't want. Mm. So, so the food, our relationship with food is very very similar. Um, I don't have too many people in my office that um, that uh, say uh, uh, that don't know that eating certain foods is. Um, is less good for them but uh, you have to un- well have to understand you don't have to understand um but but to acknowledge that that you could be extremely obese and eat perfectly good food all the time um never eat the bad foods that most people consider c- consider bad uh, it's a budget if you're eating too many calories, and you're not expending them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a thousand-grain bread, uh, <laughs> the the best uh, the best menu cooked by the best cook, and and the greatest ingredient ingredients, if you eat too much of it
2: unfortunately it has a consequence right yeah this makes me think of two things and it leads me into because we kind of spoke of demographic and i'm going to make a a blunt assumption and i might be wrong i think i'm right but if i am right i want you to explain why um we're a dad show right so we we kind of discuss man things and how men think and what men like what men don't like i tend to think or at least assume that in your profession and what you do you get to see more women than men and i don't think it's because there's less i think there's more obese men than obese women i just find they're more yeah. open and they'll come to you the man will just like you won't go see a doctor it's going to take a lot for him to come see a nutritionist on his health like is that does that ring true absolutely absolutely uh,
1: there are many reasons it's typically you know i guess there was a pre-covid and a post-covid but before Before we were, we were. uh, You had to wear a suit. You had to, uh, you know, uh, be uh, uh, surrounded by your clients and your colleagues. And and the the male attire uh, has a a ability to to cover maybe more uh, (laughs) more of uh, of, more forgiving. Yes, more forgiving. You're right. (laughs) So so for many reasons, women have had uh, maybe more pressure um, <clears throat> from society, from from um, uh, historically, uh, uh, the trends in fashion, um, yeah, yeah. also s- stuff that they impose on themselves. Um, men have a tendency to uh, less um, Consider their body as as uh, areas. uh the, It's very rare that that men come to me and say, "Oh, I don't like my thighs. Uh, yeah. oh, I don't like my arms. You know, as is uh, I generally I don't feel good. We need to do something about it. And and um you know, or my doctor sent me so so.
2: Uh, yeah.
1: Is it changing? Are are there is there a, a a reverse trend in now men being more more concerned just aesthetically or feeling more pressure? Uh possibly. Uh, but it, it's it's um uh light years uh difference between the motivations of women and, and, and men. Yeah,
2: and, and I think men will also tend to try and resolve their issues by themselves or at the gym it's like the gym is everything they'll go to the gym for like three months then quit but at least they tried it
1: yes well yeah. if you have the ability to be at the gym for eight hours it can generate weight loss yeah you know most people that have day jobs can can hardly generate yeah. them yeah. substantial weight loss from um, from solely at the gym
0: it's very mm. difficult in fact we had uh we had another doctor a couple uh actually just before the holidays i think uh that runs the the fifth father project it's a, yes yes powerful. yes uh and um he said the same thing he goes listen if you're going to the gym expecting to lose the calories you're wasting your time you lose your calories by watching what you eat and you exercise to keep your body healthy that's the that's the that's the balance yes. um uh,
1: but you know if you're um I don't know, a uh, Hollywood star and you have uh, uh, the best of trainers and all the time in the world, uh, possibly you end up logging so many hours in your day that, that it, it'll generate some weight loss. Uh, a kilo of fat uh, is worth 7,700 calories. So, So a fantastic workout, uh, for a man that's a meter seven meter eight um hundred kilos maybe um is going to generate uh you know uh seven hundred seven eight hundred calories of 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 weight of of cal- caloric loss yeah. in, mm. that, in that three quarters of an hour at the gym um you need to go, you know, like clockwork, uh, minimum seven, ten times in the, in the week um, yeah. uh, to be able to generate that one kilo. Um, uh, and the worst thing is that, that people say, well, I went to the gym three times. Uh, it's not working. Obviously, let me abandon the gym. Yeah. W- Well, the the gym does wonderful things uh, like we spoke about before. Uh, Stress release, uh, better sleep, uh, more muscle tone, uh, less anxiety. Uh, But if you're adding up your calories, um, uh, well, or... uh, adding up the credits that the gym will make and then you go come out and you have a liquid nutrition shake uh, for 700 calories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're even. You're let
2: me
0: you're just you're jump even.
2: in here. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me jump in here. My engineering mind went a little like this. I just want to, for the, for the listeners, cause she went metric on us.
1: So oh, I just want to say
2: that that one, one kilo is 2.2 pounds and one meter is 3.28 feet. Cause uh, a lot of people think in terms of feet and inches and then in weight and pounds. So I just wanted to put that. And since we're talking about calories, Joanne, I remember you guys had a very, very interesting way. So you did count calories, but not really in calorie counting. You had a nice system with the circles and the portions, right? Yeah. I found that very neat. You want, you want to elaborate on that a little bit? I, I found because a lot of people hate counting yeah. and you, you remove the counting out of the equation but without forgetting that it counts.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, um, roughly, uh, our calories need to be, because there are three three groups of calories that exist, Uh, uh, lipids, fats, um, carbohydrate calories, um, and, and, and protein. Alcohol is another source of uh, uh, an exponential source of calories, possibly, but it has no nutrition, so it's it, it has no uh, vitamin sources, so so it's not considered um, it's not it's it's not the, uh, a nutritious um,
2: beverage, let's say. Mm-hmm. So it it, may, it makes you fat. It it makes you happy. But
0: that's it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no didn't nutrition it didn't no have nutrition
1: value i just said it didn't have <laughs> all thousand.
0: right all right good <laughs> good good you're right
1: that's it uh, but that's another uh a whole other show maybe but uh, um again uh alcohol is not to be removed from somebody's life it, it, it's a budget uh, so if you say well uh i decide to have a glass of wine um maybe um we can shave off a slice of bread and it'll be the same thing but uh, back back to where we were uh previously we were talking about um the the um macros yes uh, so so um taking your calculator and adding up your calories is virtually impossible if you buy a super loaf of bread from your your artisanal bakery down the street it's virtually impossible for you to know uh, that the 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 middle slice that's this big as opposed to the first slice has you know 454 calories so so sometimes it 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 becomes laborious and it becomes um annoying uh, and and um does it give results um uh, Yes and no, you need to be able to uh, know that you need a certain quality of foods. So this balance between the carbs, the protein and the fats is very important. And, and, and it's um, it needs to be adjusted for each person as well. Uh, how, how, how much um, exercise would you be doing uh, right now, Chris, in like in a week, let's say?
2: Per day? or in a week's time or- right now i'm very serious so i do about oh. an hour an hour a uh, half a day okay okay so
1: um if eventually that's
2: why you're losing george that's why. You're losing, george. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Go everybody's ahead,
1: losing here everybody's winning <laughs> we're all
2: we're all winning we're all winning it's true
1: <laughs> but um so if you're if you decide to skip a day uh, then then Uh, officially your 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 food intake needs to be it needs to be adjusted uh, because what you were expending at the gym it it can't be factored in that day but but on the general rule people have a tendency to have the same routine so if there's nothing out of the ordinary in their lives um setting a um, a goal of uh, so many calories, and these calories need to be allotted, uh, typically, it's it's approximately 30% uh, of, of each group, each food group, um, and adding them up, again, doesn't give you the hint that they need to be positioned, um, these foods, in specific times during the day. If you're having, um, you know, beautiful vegetables for lunch, uh, beautiful slice of bread, uh, whole wheat bread in the morning, and and you have your uh, beautiful piece of salmon for the evening, you've spent the whole day with the perfect amount of calories ingested, but I would think that you feel like you want to kill somebody by, mm-hmm. <laughs> by the time maybe 10, 15 mm-hmm. uh, c- uh, comes because um, the, um, the, the, the quality of the calories wasn't well positioned. Um, protein is like, um, it's like a log. Uh, if you just put fire in the wood, if you put, excuse me, if you just put the um, paper And when you start the fire, oh, you're going to have a beautiful flame, but it's going to last very Very little, very little. So, so positioning some protein calories at regular intervals during the day is, is more important almost than, than, you know, spending your time uh, with your calculator and adding up the calories because, uh, you know, uh, four ounces, uh, uh, about 125 grams of uh, of uh, meat, for example, um, or a cup of legumes, is um, is exactly the amount that you would you would typically need for lunch or at, and dinner. So so it doesn't need that much work to figure out that this is a cup of uh, lentils, for example.
2: Yeah, but that that was the most interesting part because instead of sitting there and uh, counting everything in terms of calories, you had the portions. So, you know, I had had three circles or four circles for my proteins, I had five circles for my fats. And then it's like every time I had a portion of that, I would just remove that circle. And I knew I had three circles left and it was very neat. I found it a very unique way of of doing things because it's true, not everyone has a scale. Not everyone is going to sit there in three days I mean, three times a day and measure everything. And sometimes you don't know. Like when my mom cooks, because she cooks amazing food, yeah. uh, I can never tell. Unless it comes from a package and I know exactly what the calories are. I don't know what she put when she made a stew. I don't. You know what I mean? I could go and tell her, what did you do? But you okay. can never really know how many calories you're eating. Yeah, right? but
1: uh, maybe, maybe we can talk about that. Sure. Once, once your mother serves you the the stew, for example, okay, can can you? (laughs) Ah, okay, (laughs) okay. But that's the point. Um, This, this, if if you look at how many cubes of meat are in there, okay, I'm gonna have six. Yeah, seven. Okay, the main stuff. do you know how many grams of fat that are in the sauce, or, or, but, but, but the obvious things that you can, you can, you have control over. Uh, that's that's um, a habit that if you if you take that, the the rest of the stuff is negligible.
2: Yeah, except except. Let me just say something because sometimes I would tell her. I would ask her, like, how many tablespoons of oil did you put in there? And she'll yeah. lie to me. She'll tell me about two. But when I saw her making and I started doing this with the bottle <laughs> for, for four for four seconds, you know. So, yeah. So
0: it, it wasn't three tablespoons, yeah. It was a tablespoon. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it was, it a, was spoon. a cup. It was, it was a, spoon. a cup. It was a big spoon they had back in the village. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. So, it's, uh... so, so, Joanne, t- tell us. Let's say, for example, cause, you know, like Chris said, this—it's a dad show. uh You know, we're over forty now, and it—it it feels that in general, when you know, when married men hit that, uh that you know, that age, it's just start... now. It, you know, <laughs> no, uh, no. no, 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 it should—it should it shouldn't be downhill, and I know that it's not downhill because there's so many examples of men that are. 50, 60, 70, whatever, that look, you know, top shape. And you look at them and you're like, wow, man, like, what do you, like my father-in-law, he's ripped. The guy trains every day and he's like 65. And it's like, God damn, man, don't come over the pool. (laughs) (laughs) I can't be in the same pool with you and my kids at the same time. It's like, what's going on? So what's the best suggestion that you can give? Like, for example, you know, just to get, you know, the, the, the meal preparation or just in general, like the mindset of how to prepare and how to eat, like, you know, in terms of portions or like, what do we need to know? What's the most important thing uh, to know for men, you know, that obviously are living much more sedentary lifestyles and you know the the, the working out kind of takes a sidestep and uh, you know i mean it's work come home chill eat bed movie uh, netflix or whatever like this is beer much, chips and go to bed yeah you know like what, what do we need to, like what's the most important thing like how do we get our mind straight on kind of reuniting this is george this is
2: where you put the number of me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> One one free consultation, and that's how you start. Yeah, just give just just give me a call. It's simple. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go
0: ahead. uh,
1: It is, and it isn't. Um, I would say not the the small stuff, Uh, the counting, uh, the exactness. It's not. It's not going to be possible, and it's not necessary for for anybody anybody to succeed. let, let let's maybe just talk about uh, meals you know the um, I forget his first name there but um, oh uh, yeah well he was he was a physician I think uh, Dr. Kellogg uh, uh, the, the inventor of, of, of breakfast
0: okay He, he okay.
1: decided that he was going to promote his cereal by saying that breakfast was the most important meal of the day. It and uh. It isn't. It isn't. It isn't true because because all three meals are very important. Um, have you, um, George, uh, ever skipped lunch? Uh, of course, I
0: I, I've, I I have had busy days where I haven't had breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's like I, no. I spent the whole day like snacking on whatever you know, and like you're like, what time is it? Shit, it's bedtime already. What did I eat today? Like you don't even remember.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so. So, um, would you put um, uh, leaded gas in, in, in your car ever? Would you do that? I <laughs>
0: know. <Hello. laughs>
1: when it doesn't take a... You, you know that the motor is going to, uh, you know, yeah. be shot. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, paying attention to making sure that you have stuff that's, that's available, that's there, that's not complicated, and you know you spoke about the, the olden days where where things seemed simpler um what did your your mother's your grandmother serve as a, as a, a greek grandmother for breakfast what did typically they they ate what
0: this is this is very different okay because i, I remember even when we were growing up what my yeah. parents ate for breakfast they never gave us because either they knew that we weren't going to eat it or they didn't want people outside knowing that that's what I gave my kid. I have never seen my father eat anything else for breakfast other than a piece of bread, olive oil, and a little bit of salt. That's his breakfast. <laughs> it's been his breakfast for as long as I can remember. We sit down and he makes a tote like his own bread. It's He makes his own bread. Okay and he slices the bread and that's his breakfast. He has a slice of bread, which is not like your regular toast uh, slice. It's a it's a, it's a home baked bread, right? Okay. Okay. Um, toast no Greek no Greek yogurt, no, no um, little bit of teas, no. No. Well, no, we have. We have a specialty. It has to come from the mountain in some remote in Greece. It's a mountain tea that does magic. Apparently every Greek house has it. But yeah, no, my father always had his toast, uh, olive oil, a pinch of salt, and that's all he eats. Like that's all I've seen him eat for breakfast, if he has breakfast. Uh, Other than that, it's coffee. (laughs) <laughs> coffee and they you know that's i don't i don't yeah. i don't think i've seen my parents eat breakfast chris i don't know about you but rarely have i seen my parents actually sit down and have breakfast my parent my dad has changed now but for 30
2: years it was greek coffee and cigarettes <laughs> that was breakfast, so, so, yeah. so that so that was no no that was a no no <laughs> uh i know i know what you were going for joanne and it's like it it, it was definitely not kellogg's frosted flakes that's that's not what they ate no no. but yeah i've seen him have the yogurt i've seen him have the yogurt with some honey now now he's more aware so he's trying so he you'll have a piece of fruit he's gonna have a piece of avocado he's doing different things now yeah so he came a long way from the coffee and cigarettes to like all this now. But, we, used to uh, have, yeah. we used to
0: have uh, we used to have yogurt, but it's like again, it was made at home. Like my mom makes yogurt.
2: Yeah,
0: homemade yogurts, um, Yeah. So it, it, see, these are stuff that, and again, we spoke about this in, a, in another episode where there's this traditional aspect of what family used to be, like the, you know the, the the cooking of a spinach pie or you know like home cooked casserole. Uh, That we don't do now. We don't do like we don't know how and we don't necessarily have the interest of learning either, which is sad because you lose a part of the culture. Right. Uh, You know, Mm. a Greek home cooked meal. You don't see that very often or as, at least as often as we used to see it, it was on a daily basis. Every day, there was a different home-cooked meal. In fact, there was so much as it was probably leftovers. But forget about the leftovers. We still have to cook something else. So there was always food available. It was always home-cooked. And um, yeah, there was never, like, I, we never had junk food in my house. Like, And I say this to a lot of people, and they don't believe that, We never had Oreos at my house or, you know, cook like those came after, like when we went to high school and stuff, that's when they went and they thought that the dad's cookies was the healthier option than getting, than getting chip cookies or whatever, you know, like the the Chips Ahoy or whatever,
1: but um, Uh, having, having something of substance shouldn't you know, stop you from getting on time to school, to work. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Comb your hair. Yeah. Put your t-shirt on. You can have a a small piece of cheese. You can have a a little bit of tofu spread on a slice of bread. You can, you know, even if it's store bought or, or already for you, you, it's not that difficult on your way out to munch a little something.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it, it, it's a, a great value. Kids are falling asleep in class. Uh, they, they haven't had breakfast for many reasons. Some of them because of l- lack of uh, uh, access to it. But But many youngsters, teenagers leave home with, with with nothing, they're they're hypoglycemic. Their their blood yeah. sugar is so low mid morning. They're not learning anything.
0: Yeah. No. We always had breakfast. Like we had cereal. Actually, we had. Cere- oh. like, we always. Had, yeah, we always had cereal. We, we were the, the guinea pigs of all that. Uh, uh, we were the again, first kids but, that but, ate all that. Yeah. But again, Chris. <laughs> but again, Chris. We were much more active than today's kids. So the cereal yeah, yeah. that you ate by the time lunch came you had already burned it <laughs> yeah okay, so. but
2: don't for, don't don't forget one thing that differentiates differentiates us from our parents is we that's what i meant by we the first generation we were the first generation that ate the box stuff the craft the yeah. craft dinner singles craft cheese yeah. the box the crackers like everything that came in a box like we were the first right yeah, and much later. So well? A lot of, and the kids today have that when they're three and four. I, I first had it when we're like you said in high school, it's time yeah, for us. Exactly, exactly. So uh that, that's a big factor I find, you know. And it's but, quicker, and, and quick is not always good, right? I know you don't Joanne, like good and bad, yeah, but quick quick is not always uh, like uh rich in nutrients. But right? Joanne,
0: Joanne let me ask you something because you're mentioning about breakfast and that uh, you know it's it's even if it's small, it's still very important. There's always a solution to get. How do you feel? Because right now, the last couple of years, the, you know, the intermittent fasting kind of uh, strategy has come into play. I've tried it, Chris. I, I mean, I do it now, and it's perfect for me. I'm never going to impose that on my kids because there's no way that I that I can keep my kids fasting for 18 um, for, no, for wait, your eight hours. Good question. I was I was thinking the same thing. I so, wanted to ask you on that. So, yeah. where do you stand on that? Because uh, I mean, as a nutritionist you know uh like what's the philosophy now are you guys adopting that strategy or are you still kind of um sticking to the to the to what you know that balance your food throughout the day morning lunch and and night
1: typically uh during the weight loss phase um is a little <laughs> bit different than than when you're trying to level your weight and maintain your weight but uh, i would say that some uh, people have uh, a natural ability to fast. Others are 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 headachey. They're they're uh, they start shaking. They yeah. they they have a difficulty physically uh, with the absence of uh, prolonged absence of food. Um, it, it's definitely um, showed that um, shown that the, our pancreas is kind of revved up. And 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 uh, is more efficient. Uh, deals with our um, our fat better. Produces less insulin. Many many benefits from the intermittent fasting. But you have to be able to tolerate it. You know, if it's if it's intolerable and you're headachey and you're miserable, uh, it's just not going to be sustainable and right. it's not going to produce. And any results, and, and and possibly you'll feel guilty because then you'll say she's everybody else is doing it. There must be something wrong with me. Well, no, that's the point. There's a solution for for each individual, and each how 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 each individual individual reacts <coughs> is proper. And 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 I haven't seen ever somebody that um, wasn't able to to lose weight. The strategy is for you to feel comfortable, to be energetic. Officially, we're supposed to be more energetic as we're using our own fat uh, than than when we're not. So so, uh, that's a message I think for everyone. If you're feeling horrible during the weight loss phase, uh, it's very important that something needs to be adjusted because you don't need to be suffering. It may not be pleasant all the time. It may not be. the food you want to eat. It may not be the, 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 the quantity you want to eat, but, but if you're, if you're suffering, um, that's not
2: a sign of weight loss, right? Yeah. Hence a la carte, right? You guys are very, that's what it is. That's what I, very flexible to the individual needs. You adapt to the lifestyle you have, you have the equation, the biggest factor, which is like being a caloric deficit in order to get some results. And everything else, you kind of move around in the day and the activity per person, and how they feel and what they like, what they tolerate, what they can't. That's, that's what makes that's uh, what makes your system awesome. I think that's what it is very open and flexible.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, there's there've been there have been so many trends, um, you know, th- through throughout the years. I mean, uh, the um, the um, uh, diet industry has started. About in 1930s or so, uh, with the affluent um, uh, strata of the population, but um, you know. I always cringe when I hear that there's a magical, um, yeah. magical recipe because because it makes if it doesn't work for you, it makes you feel like somehow you're you're it's a dire situation that nothing's gonna make you succeed and and that's the last thing you want to communicate to someone.
0: Yeah. I, guess, I guess Joanne, the most important thing from what you said is that. You have to make sure that whatever you do, it's sustainable. And, you know, we've all tried, you know, the liquid diets and I've tried all these other things. And at the end of the day, yeah, you lose a ton of weight, but, um, here we are, you know, playing the yo-yo game where it just keeps coming back because there's no sustainability. There's no consistent, uh, effort in, you know, maybe counting your calories or making sure that your portions are right and kind of, you know, getting your mindset straight that this is how it has to be done from here on um oh, uh, the yeah. main uh,
1: very big factor that that um uh, uh, doesn't bizarrely create much success is, is um uh, being a perfectionist all right so so oh uh I blew it. I had an extra toast today. Oh, I had a glass of wine. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to work. It's not for me. So, so these thoughts are, are very caloric. They lead to us overeating mm. and, 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 not sticking to, 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 to the main plan. You, you can, you can change lanes sometimes. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're in the ditch and you're not, uh, you're you're not uh, heading the right way uh, to your destination. So, so um, being overly um, um, perfectionist and, and demanding on, on on yourself is is a trait that the, that doesn't serve most pe- most people.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the best but, approach? What's the best approach in your opinion? Just go with the flow, kind of thing
1: uh well uh, again uh, um the the regularity uh, uh, of 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 uh, of your effort um and and you you mentioned before the sust- sustainability of it, it has uh, now with mm-hmm. january a lot of people had their resolutions and and their you know the peak at the gym if it would have been open would have been <laughs> Would have been done now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: exactly. So, so um, the first three weeks, people go four times a week, and and it's it's difficult. And is it necessary? Maybe not. If, <coughs> if you wouldn't have of imposed that rhythm, um, maybe you'd still be going. Right. Right. It, right. It's a question of challenging yourself, and and obviously, if you don't change anything in your, in your daily routine um you'll you'll definitely not see a change you'll you'll have the same 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 result but um um s- sustaining something that's sustainable um and and uh somebody says um i'm shaving off uh, a few slices of bread a day um keep, keeping uh uh, a teaspoon of of, of uh, sugar or of honey or or of brown sugar or, uh, uh, out of of two coffees a day is uh, a, a few pounds a year. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be black and white.
2: Right. Yeah, yeah that, That's that's the focus. That's the and uh, the website is our website is uh dot com. Like one word. And yeah, you, gonna- what you guys do, you don't, get, you don't do the consultation, obviously, because of COVID, but you can take consultations through Zooms, right? And you can make your schedules. Yes. And uh,
1: Yes, 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 yes. Re- um, patients are weighing themselves. Uh, I get to see their scale. All and right. they, don't, they don't look even. So it's, it's very interesting. Yeah,
2: I remember that. I remember you, you used to weigh me. You used to weigh me, take my, my blood pressure. And let me ask you, uh, I remember a nice little piece of fat you had on your desk. Yes. Are you, you still having that? Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, she would show what it was—two pounds or two? No, two kilos. Right? Was that two kilos? Or what was it? Uh,
1: it was—it was actually uh, h- uh, half a kilo, uh, it, the equivalent of one pound.
2: It, yeah, it was one pound of fat. What it looked like, and it was nice. I loved it. Every time I'd go there, I'd see it.
1: <laughs> With really? fake, fake, uh, fake, veins in it. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's like this is what
2: it looks like. Here you go. How many of these do you want to lose?
0: You know. That's so funny. Uh, we kept you on for uh, for 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 way too long, Joanne. We're gonna put all your details in the description. So for everyone watching or listening, uh, read the description and uh, reach out to Joanne if you need any help or if you need to consult or if you're lost and you don't know what to do and you need just someone to talk to and to see where you you know that first step has to go and how to make that first step um really appreciate the time that you took um we hate you a little bit for being in florida especially after what <laughs> we're living through right now <laughs>
1: uh, i i think you you did it on purpose you're sending a cold front they they said that <laughs> it was a, a weather doctor weather notice that the, the cold was coming from canada is going to be oh uh, yeah before. we probably
2: do that yeah yeah, yeah. i put that it's in motion that three powerful. days ago you're powerful <laughs> that's right <laughs> thank you good uh, to see you joanne good to see thank you. you uh thank you, congrats joanne. with everything with your family well. and uh give me a shout when you're back in montreal beautiful thank you thank you thank Bye-bye. you so
0: much take care everyone and we'll see you all on the next episode